after several days of silence recovering from COVID-19, the prime minister took part in an emergency debate tonight on those protests happening right outside of parliament and across the country this weekend. Here's what Justin Trudeau had to say a little bit earlier tonight. Individuals are trying to blockade our economy, our democracy, and our fellow citizens' daily lives. It has to stop. The people of Ottawa don't deserve to be harassed in their own neighborhoods. They don't deserve to be confronted with the inherent violence of a swastika flying on a street corner or a Confederate flag or the insults and jeers just because they're wearing a mask. That's not who Canada, who Canadians are. That's not what Canadians demonstrated over the past two years of consistently, continually being there for each other. The people of Ottawa, indeed people across the country, deserve to have their safety respected and deserve to get their lives back. That was the Prime Minister a little earlier this evening during an emergency debate about the protests. Meanwhile, earlier today, in an open letter, the interim Conservative leader, Candace Bergen, said Canadians want a peaceful resolution to this impasse, saying it was time for the government to, quote, depoliticize this process. Well, this is a process that we now know involves not just politics on this side of the border, but a lot of U.S. politics and influence as well, it seems, including on the funding side of things for the protest movement itself. Joining me now to discuss this is Sandy Garasino, former Crown prosecutor and a columnist with the National Observer, who wrote a piece over the weekend looking into that GoFundMe campaign for the convoy that the California company pulled the plug on late Friday, saying it had violated its terms and conditions. Sandy, thank you so much for your time. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on, Ben. First up, I just wanted to know what you made of, uh, we've been waiting for the Prime Minister to come out and say something about what had happened over the past uh, week or so. What did you make of what he had to say tonight, reappearing after that long silence? Well, I'm glad that he spoke to the nation. Um, It's concerning that um, many of the many voices uh, in opposition to him um, still feel that that the message was very divisive. I think it was important for the Prime Minister to speak. Um, I, I really would I really feel like we need to come together as a nation. I agree. Um, today, of course, that's what the interim leader of the Conservative Party was saying, uh, quote unquote, to depoliticize this. Um, and yet it feels like both sides have done their very best in some senses to politicize this as much as they can. I would think that every responsible leader in a position of authority um, in their party, in their government, at the municipal, provincial, or federal level should be saying that it's time for the protesters to go home and leave the poor people of Ottawa alone. The voices have been heard. It's time to end this. Yeah, we're seeing a lot more of that, I think, in the last few days. We have heard, of course, tonight that there are protests now blocking the Ambassador Bridge, which is, of course, the busiest um, international border border crossing in North America in terms of trade volume. Uh, do you see any hope of this waning before it before it continues to wax? Well, I think that the um, um, provincial, you know, the Ontario, it would be interesting to see Doug Ford start to take action because there are a lot of bureaucratic and regulatory um 
actions that can be taken. All of these drivers uh, have commercial licenses. Their vehicles are commercially licensed if they are fi- if they are um, uh, found to be block- blockading uh, an important commercial uh, laneway. There's a lot of there are a lot of remedies that can have permanent effect on their ability to drive and ability to uh, enter the United States or re-enter Canada. So I, I think there's a lot more that can be done. Um, that is that doesn't need to raise the temperature to the level of you know for instance military action which is almost what it appears we're getting to the brink of in Ottawa. Right, a lot of focus today on that border, not just because of uh, the border itself, but a lot of U.S. politicians, uh, specifically conservative politicians, really jumping in and uh, taking you know a lot of interest in trucks and Trudeau from people who don't often talk, talk about either uh, in the last little while. You did a really interesting article in the National Observer and Opinion piece this weekend, just looking at the GoFundMe campaign, the money that's being raised, really the fundraising side of it. Um, you know, the convoys may be here, but a lot of that cash may not be. What did you find? Well, um, I, I looked at, at this uh, having spent uh, 30 years uh, um, in the fundraising nonprofit area, from looking at it, studying it, writing about it, there's an awful lot that that uh, Canadians can learn about this. But this GoFundMe clearly has all the hallmarks of uh, foreign manipulation. There is no question, and in fact, we see they're basically saying it themselves. Donald Trump has said it. Uh, Ron DeSantis has said it. Greg Abbott, the the um, uh, governor of Texas has said it, and attorneys general are all upset in the United States. Republicans are all upset that their people, uh, their citizens, can't donate to a group um, of, that was virtually unknown before January, before the middle of January, uh, that have a have an avowed objective of uh, overthrowing the Canadian government. So why these people think that it's fair ball? For their constituents to interfere in a foreign in a in a in an effort like this is beyond me. But it's very clear when you look at the numbers, this GoFundMe is in the top ten GoFundMe's of all time that have ever been done. Um, it, it raised more money in two weeks than the Pulse nightclub uh, GoFundMe, where 50 people were shot to death in a in a um, Orlando nightclub. It is in the same range as the Parkland shooting, where uh, 17 students were killed in a stu- in a school shooting, and and uh, some two million Americans marched for gun control and and gun legislation. Uh, it is in the same range as the Las Vegas shooting, where 61 people were killed. There's no possible, and those were those took place over multiple years. Those GoFundMe's. This was done in two weeks to raise 10 million dollars in two weeks. Is just it's impossible. GoFundMe um, citing violation of the terms of its agreements uh, pulled the plug on this on on Friday night and then uh, by Sunday morning was promising to reimburse everyone who donated. What I found interesting is just how much of a talking point this was. I talked to someone at Media Matters on Friday, he of course watches Fox News for a living and says, well, you know, they almost never talk about Canada. Sure enough, mm-hmm. on you know over the weekend, and I'll play this for you now, um, you know, an honorary, well, Canadian-born Ted Cruz, senator from Texas, was on Fox talking about exactly that. So here he is gave $10 million to support the Freedom Convoy because they were so proud of the courage of these truck drivers. 
and and the thieves in Silicon Valley decided we don't like your politics. So, A, we're going to take your money and then B, we're going to give it to people we like. Listen, if, if anyone else did that, that is called theft. Of course, by Sunday morning, that was not the case any longer. The, uh, I gather the investigations in many, by many attorneys general continue, but the money was all going to be reimbursed. It just, I mean, again, you know, the fact that Ted Cruz is even talking about this country always is a bit stunning. But what do you make of that? I mean, wh- what is happening here for listeners to understand, do you think? Well, I'm not surprised because a, 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 a person by the name of Jack Posobiec, who most Canadians probably don't know, but he's something of a Trump henchman. He's sort of in in that realm um, and uh, of the GOP um, sort of uh, dirty tricks types. And he actually put out the word about a week and a half ago, telling saying that uh, that they were watching to see who was going to come out and support the truck rally, and that and basically making it clear that um, Trump world. And the mega world expected that all good Republicans were going to make a big international stink about uh, the the truckers GoFundMe in Canada. So I'm not surprised that suddenly we saw it. We saw it with DeSantis. We saw it with Greg Abbott. We saw it with multiple people. And we saw it with Ted Cruz. And everybody's perfectly willing to get on national television and lie about this. I'm back with Sandy Garasino, former Crown Prosecutor and columnist with the National Observer. We've been talking about a column she wrote over the weekend about uh, the GoFundMe campaign that was being used to crowdfund for the trucker convoy and just how much money it had raised and where a lot of that money was potentially coming from and certainly where a lot of the uh, amplification of that uh, fundraising process was coming from in the U.S. Sandy, I noticed that they've set up another crowdfunding site on a Christian site called Give, Give, Send, Go, and it's raised I think, more than $5 million in just a few days. So clearly, whatever's driving this isn't stopping. Yes, and, and I mean, it's important, to, once again, to remember, this is, this is almost all probably coming from the United States. I've looked at some of the uh, donations, especially the, in the large donation categories, and they are round U.S. dollar figures. So these are not Canadians giving Canadian dollars that are, that are uh, translated into U.S. dollars. So those are, you know, $20,000, $200,000 coming in um, from um, obviously very well-heeled Americans. And there's a, there is, you can tell that uh, there's a major effort um, by the Republicans to to make this an issue and to have this be a dry run for what they're going to do in the United States. And there are also some indications that um, there are moves afoot to, to spread this to other parts of the world as well. A lot of these uh, very same sites are, are being set up in other countries. Um, and it does appear that there's a, some kind of effort to destabilize uh, these economies, as if we haven't all been through enough. I mean, really, we are really close to the end of all of this. And, and why are Americans trying to um, uh, continue what's going on in Ottawa? I, I can't imagine that uh, any right-thinking Canadians think that, that what the people of Ottawa have been going through is acceptable. Um, and But this is being driven now by American interests, probably for their own interests domestically, because, of course, as we know, they're trying to destabilize the Biden uh, administration. Yeah, I can't, I can't imagine it's for 
Ted Cruz's concerns about the Canadian polity, but no, just what, just what, if, so listeners understand, I mean, a, a some people would, they, there have been examples in the past, of course, and these have been brought up in this country about more progressive causes getting money from the other side of the border. How do you feel right. this is different? You did, you did call this an urgent national security, uh, you know, a matter of urgent national security importance. Well, this is a very highly targeted campaign aimed, once again, as, as, the, as the documentation of the organizers, their own documentation says that they are looking to um, have the, have the uh, uh, government dissolve, to overthrow the government. We just had an election uh, about five months ago in which the issue of vaccine mandates was, a, was something that was debated. It was an election issue. And Canadians uh, voted, 60% of Canadians voted for parties that were supporting vaccine mandates. Um, so it's, I mean, in a sense, this is really an attempt, isn't it, to try and overturn the election. <laughs> Funnily enough, it's almost exactly what happened in the United States. Now, I would co- contrast that with what's happened in Canada with, with foreign donations um, in the past, because I think a lot of people don't really understand very much. And I've studied this in quite a lot of depth. Over the last 20 years, or the last 10 years, rather, I mean, there are cross-border donations and international donations that go on all the time. And in Canada, over the last uh, just over 10 years, about $2 billion has been um, donated by uh, foreign foundations and, okay. and the U.S. government uh, is another major donor, mainly to um, education, health care, scientific research, all kinds of stuff, and conservation wilderness preservation and there has been a very small sliver of that amount that has gone to has been hotly debated it's ca- called the tar sands campaign well that was four million dollars a year uh, for about 10 years the very very and and that is in promotion of a climate initiative pretty different uh from 10 million dollars or 11 million dollars in uh two weeks to overthrow the Canadian government. I mean, there's really not a comparison. But there's a lot more. I've written about this, and people can look that up. I just have about a minute and a half left. Um, where, do, where do you think, you know, you're a long-time observer of how things unfold in this country. I know this is somewhat different than we're used to watching, but how do you think this unfolds in the next little while? It's so hard to see, Ben, where this is going to go, because it does seem like extremism is... You know, the, the door has been opened for behaviors and conduct. Look at, look at, we have medical professionals that are being urged, um, to cover, to cover themselves so that they're not recognized as nurses and doctors in the street. What on earth has happened to us? It's just, it's so disturbing. I wish I could say that I know where this is going to go. I think I, I have enormous confidence that the vast majority of Canadians who have sacrificed so much already, um, that this that we are going to find ourselves again, and I do believe we are coming. We're closer to the end of this pandemic than the beginning. But I really hope that people will try try to control themselves from this kind of behavior. Sandy Garasino, thank you so much for your time and your insight tonight. Thanks so much, Ben.